What's going on, everybody? How about a late night pod? I'm laying in bed. It is almost one o'clock in the morning. I thought, you know what? I've got some ramblings. Why not share them with you guys? So, here we go. What's up, everybody? It's me. It's me. It's your pal, your buddy. It's Josh, a.k.a. The Rooftop Hero, where you can find me on the tweets and the Instagrams at Rooftop Hero. I'm back for episode number two of The Pod With No Name. A big thank you again to everybody that helped out with our first episode with your questions. I appreciate it, and uh, I saw you, man. I got to see where all my listeners were from, and so far I've got them pretty local here in Alabama. I've got some Georgia, Mississippi, Tennessee, had a New York uh, I think I had a Michigan, I had a California, Texas, Arkansas, Canada. So, you know, it's getting around. It's spreading like a virus. And then I, uh, I want your help to keep spreading it. So tell people about it. Be like, hey, this show may be something interesting one day. Or, hey, this is a train wreck. You got to check it out. Either way, try to send some people my way. I'd appreciate it. So anyway, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, not much has gone on here, but I have... You know, I'm laying in bed, it's, what, 1 o'clock, I said? Yeah, 1 a.m., and uh, I just, I've had some random thoughts over the last couple hours, and I finally just like, well, why don't I share the damn things with everybody? So, with no particular rhyme or reason or, or order, let's talk about some stuff. Like, this month is Pride Month! I'm not making fun of it, it's Pride Month. Well, what, what, are we, what are we prideful about? Are we prideful about uh, America? Are we prideful about baseball or apple pie? Are we prideful about Press Your Luck is Back as a game show with Elizabeth Banks hosting? Which, by the way, uh, on the hottie scale, I think she's underrated. I think she's low-key uh, a hot mama. So, there you go. No, it's, it's Pride Month as in Pride for Gay Pride for, was it, the LGBTQ. I'm not trying to be dismissive, by the way. I'm just not looking this up as I'm talking to you, so... If I, uh, if I screw it up, I'm not trying to do it out of disrespect, but well, LG, so lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer, which I, I'm trying to understand the difference between queer and, and gay or lesbian. What, how is lesbian different than gay? I mean, like I get the overall sense that gay is typically referred to for men that are homosexual. And women that are homosexual are lesbians, but I mean, technically, isn't it all gay? And again, not trying to be dismissive. I just don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure this out too, man. Uh, and and the queer part, I don't know what makes that that different. Is that like the more whimsical gay? I'm just asking. I don't know. But it's Pride Month, uh, and I got to thinking about all the months. You know, there's Black Pride Month. Or, sorry, Black History Month. Kind of a Pride Month, but in a different way. But Black History Month, uh, Pride Month, there's, I don't know, again, I'm not Googling, but like it seems like there's always a month, but I, hell, we've only got 12, so get one while you can. Where's my, where's my month? Where's the month for me and my people? And if you're thinking, oh, wow, really you're going there for White History Month or White Pride Month? No, I'm not talking about race at all. And if you thought that, you're the racist. 
No, no, no. I'm talking about where's uh, Steak Lovers Month? Or is that just every month? Because that's what I had earlier. A couple steaks, had some pork chops on the grill. Good stuff. Yeah. But no, there's only 12 months, so it seems like you've got to grab one. And then I thought about all the, uh, the you know, whatever cancer awareness month. Like, isn't October, I think, is breast cancer awareness? And then there's, you know, there's pediatric cancer awareness and and lung cancer awareness and brain cancer awareness month. Like, And I think we're running out of months for cancer, too. So they're going to have to start doubling up. And by the way, when you look at all these ribbons... Which, I mean, I get it. It makes it identifiable. But, really, who fucking okayed brown as the color for colon cancer awareness? Are you shitting me? Well, I'm sorry. That's may, that may be the wrong. Are you are you joking my ass? To quote my buddy, Ryan O'Flanagan. Um, it just, like, that got past everybody? Colon awareness. Oh, I know. Let's make that ribbon doo-doo brown. And I get it. Like, look, there's only so many colors. But at the same time, I don't know if you've ever seen that 64-count box of Crayolas, but they're pretty damn inventive. So it feels like maybe Fuchsia could have done that or, uh, uh, I don't know, Smoke on the Water. I don't know if that's color. I, I haven't seen one in a while. But are we going to end up eventually having to cater to everybody and, and everything? This is my This is my politically incorrect portion of this rant. I just, everybody should be recognized. Why, why do we have to separate? I don't, I don't know. It, it feels weird. It feels like a double, um, it feels like a double, I don't know, edged sword or something in a way. And again, not trying to be dismissive of any of this, but it's like, if, if black people are claiming they want to be equal or viewed as equal, and I think they are, like, I'm not, like, they're not, but you know, they, they want equal rights, which I don't. I don't know what is not equal. I don't, I'm sorry. Pretty sure black person can do anything a white person can. And you'll get the smart-ass jokes and stuff about, oh yeah, like, except hail a cab, or except not get shot by the police. I get that. I'm not saying there's not injustice out there. I'm just saying, as far as actual rights go, last I checked, they, everybody had them. But it just seems like if you want to be considered equal... Why specifically pull a month out to say that's ours? Now, to look back on your history and your heritage, that's fine. But it's if we're all one big race, the human race, which is what I like to preach to everybody, like, who gives a shit what color you are? I don't. I don't care who you are. Because here's the thing. There's people, no matter what color, no matter what sex, uh, no matter what gender they identify with, no matter how old or how young or how big or how small, or if they were a, a veteran or if they've never served, if they were a draft dodger, all these people, there can be good in all of them. There can be Christians that are great people, and there are. There can be atheists that are great people. I have a theory on atheists, too. If I can fucking remember this train of thought, I'll get back around to it, and I'll bring that up later. But here's the point. I don't hate any of those people. I hate assholes. And here's the thing, every single one of those groups or demographics or, or differences as far as anything goes, they all have them. Every group or sect of people have assholes in them. And that's what I hate. Pride Month. I don't mind gay people at all. I've known quite a few. 
I think I've got some in my family. Pretty sure I do. Pretty sure everybody does somewhere. You may not know it. You may have that thought of like, you know, old, uh, old cousin Billy over there, he think he might be gay. And everybody knows he is, but he hasn't told everybody yet. And you're just waiting on it. And then when he does tell everybody, it'll be a real big deal for him because he came out. Everybody will be like, oh my God, but you knew. So here's the point. Gay people are fine. What I don't like are the ones that run up to you when you're just minding your own business. And they're like, I just want to tell you I'm here and I'm queer. Okay, that's cool, man. I was just, I was just minding my own business. Like, you could have been gay without running up to shout it in my face. By the way, that goes for white people that are just dickhead white supremacists. You can be white without telling everybody, white power, white power. Jesus, dude, get over it. And ladies, look, there's some shitty racist ladies too. Don't just act like it's a guy problem. And by the way, being a white guy in Alabama that likes to keep a shaved head, do you know how fucking hard it is for me to not look like a racist asshole? I'm not racist. I can be an asshole to people, but typically I like to give everybody a shot. And even if they, you know, kind of dick me over the first time or rude, I'm like, you know what? Hey, we've all had bad days. Maybe I caught them on a bad day. I don't even hold that first one against them. I usually give people at least two chances. Hell, most of the time, three. I gave my ex-wife like 22. And then, if, you know, you're still an asshole, well then, go screw off. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit. But there, there are just assholes all the way around. Uh, veterans. Thank you for your service. Not even going to be smart about that. I appreciate the hell out of veterans. You know why? Because I'm a chicken shit. Veterans fight and protect our freedom so that I don't have to go get shot at. So that I don't have to do it. I'm honest. I'm a chicken shit. I don't want to go get shot. Do I love my country? Absolutely. Do I love it enough to go put my life on the line? Eh, probably not. Not willingly. Like if I'm just thrust into it, then yeah, fine. But just like on a whim? No. No, no. Actually, on uh, September 11th, 2001, I think we all remember what that day was. I remember getting together with my friends where we hang out that night, and we were all real solemn and real somber about it. And uh, we, we got really patriotic, and we got really angry. And I remember like a handful of us like, we should... We should fucking go sign up. Let's go over there and kill these terroristic pieces of shit. How dare they do that to us? And then the next day it was like, you know what? I think they probably got it covered. I think, yeah, there's probably enough people already. We should probably stand guard here at the at Putt-Putt and make sure nobody tries to take this over. If somebody comes to Putt-Putt, well, we're going we're gonna to give them a piece of our mind. So uh, I thank the military, people that have done it and served. And here's the thing, and some people aren't going to like me saying this, but just because you're in the military, or you were in the military, doesn't mean we have to respect you for everything you do after that. You, you, you don't automatically get respect for everything in life after, after being a veteran. Do I respect you for what you did? Absolutely. If you carry yourself in, in a good manner, and you're just a decent human being, do I respect you? Absolutely. You deserve respect. But the people that just demand it because, well, I was in the army. Yeah, that's great. I appreciate that. That doesn't mean you get to be an asshole. That doesn't mean you get to park 
out in front of the store where it clearly says no parking and you just go like, I'm a veteran. Thank you. There are also laws that apply to you. And you serve to protect those laws and keep law and order in place. I'm sorry, you know, I'm getting, not trying to knock any veterans. I love you guys. I appreciate the shit out of you. I'm just trying to get the point across that there are assholes in every walk of life. And in order to get respect and to keep respect, you have to earn it. Same goes for old people. I hate going to my grocery store. And right up front, big yellow curb. And then huge, huge fucking letters. No parking. And every single day I go, two or three cars park there. Every day. And I'm just like, why, why does nobody get ticketed for this? And I'm not like the typical, like, uh, what they call that that chick that just goes calling cops whenever a black person's around, like Barbecue Betty or something. She just gets mad that black people are near, so she calls the cops. By the way, there's a case of an asshole. Uh, you know, and I see these people, and it's like, well, I'm old. That's That's great. Grandpa, that's what that up-close park's for. That's what those handicapped parks are for. Like, you don't get to just do what you want because you've lived a long time. Hell, maybe you've lived a long time because you were an asshole and pushed a bunch of other people out in front of trains or some shit. That's why you're still here. I don't know. You don't deserve respect just because you're old. You deserve respect based on your merit, based on what you do, based on how you treat others. Respect is not a given to anybody. It shouldn't be given to anybody. You can respect people for what they have done in the past. You can respect people for what they're doing now and still disagree with them. And there are some people that are doing things right now that are, you should respect, but then they also at the same time do dickhead asshole moves. And that part you don't have to respect. It's called a disagreement. You're allowed to have them. People listening to me right now, you can disagree with everything I'm saying. That's fine. It's, it's an opinion, and that's what I'm giving you guys. It's just my opinion. Look, it's not the gospel. It's not that I'm 100% right. It's just how I feel. And you don't have to agree with me to still want to, you know, if you're my friend, to be my friend. You don't have to agree with me to, to find other things I say agreeable. You may say, oh, well, I, I don't like what he's saying here, so I'm not going to like anything. Well, that's dumb. You should never close yourself off. You should just realize the world has, what, 8 billion people in it? There's probably going to be some differences. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, I told you this was going to be some rants and ramblings and go off track. And I know it all started with Pride Month, and now I'm like, these fucking old people that park up front. I sound like an old Clint Eastwood get-off-my-lawn guy. Just in reverse. So, uh, yeah, there we go. There's my little rant on that. And by the way, when it comes to handicap parking... If you have leg problems and you have to have a walker, or you just, you're a slow shuffler, man. I watched somebody walk across the parking lot at a Walmart a few weeks ago, and I swear we got out of our cars at the same time. And by the time I went in, and I knew what I had to get, and it was right up front. I just went in, grabbed it, self checkout, and boom. By the time I was walking out of the door, she was just making it in. I'm not making fun of her. I respect the hell out of that, because guess what? You know you're slow. You know, you're pro you may be in pain. Hopefully she wasn't in pain. Hopefully it's just, you know, hey, I'm old and stuff's not working like it used to be, so I'm, I'm slow. But she knows she's slow. She knows that. It's probably a little embarrassing. But damn it, she left the house anyway. She got out. She had shit to do. I respect that. Good on her. Now, I don't know what she did in the store. Maybe she acted fool. But what I saw, I'm like, you know, good for her. So if you're one of those people... 
God, I hope you do get to park up front. Not right at the curb. No, no. If it says no parking, I don't give a shit. Don't park there. But get a handicap park up front. But if you're one of these people that's like, I just weigh eight bazillion pounds because I like to eat all the fruitcake at Christmas. So now I've eaten myself out of walking and have to ride a rascal scooter. Then you should have to park at the back of the parking lot. That's not a disability because you were hungry all the time and couldn't stop eating. And you have a motorized scooter with wheels. You're not having to walk at all. So, scooter people, you park at the back. I got a bum knee. I've had a lot of injuries. I hurt, broke my back, broken ribs, knee, not broke my knee, but busted my knees up, broke my leg, uh, ankles, uh, sternum, tailbone, cracked my skull open. There's a lot. I still walk. So if you got a scooter, I think that's an unfair advantage. That's like these people, and the, see, here we go. Here, here's, here's a side note, or a, a little off trail. Uh, people that have prosthetics, like the springy legs, and they run track, and they compete against people with two, you know, regular legs. Not to try to sound like a, a politically incorrect asshole, but that's what it is. People that have the two legs they were born with and are running track. And then you've got somebody with like a gra- graphite springy leg. They're like, oh, it's not, it's not really an advantage. Really? Because before the race, I saw you bouncing on them. And you could jump like eight feet up in the air. I feel like you probably got some spring in those things. And they get to compete alongside them. I don't, I don't think that's fair. I don't like that. Should they get to compete in track? Yes, but they should also have to compete with people around their same... I don't know, skill or ability or, or disability. I, I don't like the word disability because they're not really disabled. Some dis, quote-unquote disabled people can do shit way better than quote-unquote able-bodied people. But it's just, it's like a robot going against a human. Like, it seems unfair. Which has now made me think of the whole transgender thing. I remember when uh, Bruce Jenner, who is now Caitlyn Jenner, and my impression of Bruce slash Caitlin is, ah, I'm Caitlin Jenner. Because old Caitlin hasn't tried to change that voice to female at all. That's still Bruce. And it's a weird voice. Wah. So, not make fun of the transgender part. I'd make fun of that voice if it was still just Bruce Jenner. But I remember people got, you know, all upset around where I live. Not like my na- neighborhood, but in the South. You know, it's not right. There's no such thing as transgender. And that's, ah, blah. And uh, my thing was, I don't give a shit. Guess what? It doesn't affect me or how I go about my life at all. So so why get upset about it? Why are you going to get mad that Bruce Jenner wants to be Caitlyn? That's just dumb. To, get, to, to spend time being mad about that is ridiculous. Now, that being said... Uh, recently, and I'm going to have these numbers wrong, but the, but you'll get the gist of it because it's not far off at all. There's a track runner somewhere. I wish I could tell you the state, but if you just Google like transgender track person, I'm pretty sure this will pop up because it's been fairly big news over the last few weeks. Uh, was a male, and I don't know, two three years ago was ranked like 200th in the world. The year after that. Like, 500th in the world. Like, doing awful. Took a year off because all of a sudden he decides, I want to be a she. 
and starts transitioning. Gets to come back and compete in female track and is like smoking everybody. Like top runner in the country. And then goes on TV and says, well, I'm actually at a disadvantage. And like I hear what she's saying. And look, if I say he still, I'll say he about Caitlyn Jenner from time to time. I'm sorry. I'm trying to go with you. But after years of growing up and, you know, all, I was born in 83, right? So I'm 36. I didn't know about transgender people until like 10 years ago. And it wasn't like I didn't. It's just I'm talking in general, like people my age, like that wasn't something we ever dealt with, especially in Alabama. It just wasn't around here. And if it was, it was kept down low. You know, nobody talked about it. So to try to get used to that. So I'm trying, though. So, so at least give me that. I'm trying. But to see transgender people, I see it a lot in wrestling, high school wrestling, and I think college maybe even too. Guys decide to transition, and then they dominate the women. I don't know. Just something about that doesn't feel right. I'm sorry. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying to me it just something seems off about that because I look at this person that's saying, no, I'm, I'm a female. I, I identify as a female. Some of it's not even transgender. Some of it's just people that identify as one of, or the other. So I'm looking at this guy, you know, let's make one up. I've known 20 something years, old Mike Jones, who Mike Jones and, uh, Mike's, you know, six foot two, about two seventy five. got some muscle to him. I've known Mike a long time. All of a sudden, he's like, hey, I think I'm going to get into collegiate wrestling. I'm like, hey, you're going to be really good at that, Mike. He's like, hey, also, I'd like to be called Michelle now. I'm like, hmm. Okay, so that's that's going to be weird. Guy named Michelle wrestling for the guys? No, no, no. No, I'm going to wrestle the girls because I identify as a girl now. Oh. Huh. Okay. It seems unfair. Now, I know some women that are badass and can handle themselves, and someone could probably whoop Mike's ass. But there's a lot that's not going to, and that, that's kind of it's an exaggeration, but that's what's happening at the high school level a lot. And it's getting into college and everything else. You know, I, I look, I'm all about being inclusive. Now, I'm antisocial as shit. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I don't like going and doing stuff. I, I don't. I'm a homebody. I've got a lot of people that I know that I'm fond of. And that I'm friendly with, but as far as like friends I actually do stuff with, like a handful maybe. So I'm antisocial as shit, but I'm inclusive as shit. Like if I'm going to be social, everybody can be a part of it as long as there's no assholes. That's it. So just, uh, I told you I'd lose my train of thought. Again, it's late. Give me a break. But why can't we... (laughs) to pull a Rodney King for those of you old enough to remember that. Why can't we all just get along? I think I said it somewhere on the first episode, uh, in the Q&A episode, and I, I'm not sure, but I think I did. Again, I, a quote I heard from Kevin Smith, who I think he attributed it to somebody else, but if somebody's doing something and you see that it's not hurting themselves or hurting someone else, you have two options on how to deal with that person. You can either help them accomplish whatever it is they're trying to accomplish, or you just get out of the way and let them go on doing their thing. As long as it's not impacting you or, or hurting others, get out of the way or help. That's it. Why, why is that so hard of a concept for people 
to understand. And again, I just told you on the transgender stuff, I don't understand all of that. And I don't think me or anybody else that's like, I don't understand it should be, should be mocked or said, well, of course you don't, you're ignorant. From what I can tell from a lot of people in the transgender community, they're still trying to figure it all out too. And that's okay. But just treat everybody with respect. Treat everybody kindly. You know, it's, it's pretty damn simple. Now, look, if somebody's a dick to you, like I was talking about earlier, and you've given them a chance and there's still one, well, then screw them. But leave it alone. Go away. Quit, quit dealing with them. Now, if they're going to keep coming at you and being a dick, then you have all the right in the world to be one back. And I'm, I'm about to tell you something that I am. It's some advice that I'm guilty of not following myself, but I do try to remember it, and I am trying to get better at it. That's not something I think people could just flip a switch and do. But it's something that's important. Um, why curse the darkness when you could just light a candle? It's that simple. You don't have to, to be angry all the time. You don't have to be pissed off. You don't have to point out flaws. You don't have to mock. You don't have to make fun. And look, we all do it. We cut up with our buddies and stuff. But to, to actually do it to somebody's face, when it's not going to help anything at all. It doesn't help them change. I don't mean like, I'm not talking about transition, you shouldn't change. I just mean it doesn't, whatever it is you're making, if they drop dishes, if they're a waiter and they drop dishes, be like, you fucking dumbass. That's, what, what good does that do? Is that going to make them go, oh, I am a fucking dumbass. I really, no, they're just going to get mad or they're going to have their, you know, their, their, uh, their feelings hurt. And look, there's a difference in being whiny with, oh, my feelings are hurt, as opposed to actually, Somebody just being hurtful and mean to you. Some shit you just got to let go. There's a lot of stuff in this world that happens every day across the world, but I see it more, you know, here in America where everybody's offended and I don't understand why. To me, 95% of the people that are like pitching fits and I'm offended and how dared this or how dared that or they or, you know, we're going to write an editorial about it. We're going to protest in the streets. They're just doing it because they want to be offended. They're not actually offended. You know how many people that are so quote-unquote offended that could just shrug it off and go away? But they, but they want to be offended because if they're noticed, well, then it's a big deal. Then they're on the news. Then they're doing the interview. Then they've got the viral video or whatever horse shit. Stop it. Just live your life and do it in a way that doesn't hurt yourself or hurt others. Help people. It's real simple. It's called being human. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. We all bleed red, people. There's a great joke by Mitch Hedberg, and I highly suggest, if you don't know who Mitch Hedberg is, rest in peace, Mitch. You, you throw that in your Google machine, get on the YouTubes, and check out some Mitch Hedberg. Funny as hell. And he's got a joke about... Uh, and he, He's got a weird delivery. If you don't know Mitch Hedberg... You can't retell his jokes without using his cadence and style. So if you haven't heard him, this is going to sound weird. But if you see it, then you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But essentially it's, there are people that say, it don't matter if you're black or white or purple or green. Oh, come on, man. You got to draw the line somewhere. Fuck those purple people. But we get it, right? It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what race, what religion, what sex what 
you identify as. As long as you're not being an asshole, we can get along. And I don't know if I've tied all of that shit up in a bow now. And again, look, I, I, I will get on subject A and, and go to point B and C, and then I'm off on point L, Q, Z12 dash quadrant four, and then I try to somehow remember where the hell I started and get back to it. And I know it all started with Pride Month. Oh, hey, on that note, see? Shit reminds me of stuff. So, my, my kiddos, right? I got a 13-year-old son, 10-year-old daughter. They're awesome. Every parent says that. Yeah, I know. But they are. That doesn't mean sometimes they're not dicks. I've told them straight up. I'll tell my son all the time when he's just picking on his sister for no reason. I'm like, hey, stop being a dick. Oh, that just reminded me of something else we can talk about. Not that, not like dicks on kid. No. Just like curse words and dirty words. I'm going to try to get to that later if I can remember it. Anyway, back to my kids, right? 13-year-old boy, 10-year-old girl. Okay. I am affectionately a part-time dad now. I was married. Uh, didn't work out, sadly. But we'd already had two kids. And my daughter was very, very young. So she doesn't even remember all of us being together. And we were for a little while. But uh, my son does a little bit. But, you know, that she's, my ex-wife is remarried, has two more kids, so they've got a couple half-brothers and sisters. But I don't have them all the time anymore. I'm that every-other-weekend dad now. And it's hard. You know, it's uh, when I was married and, and we were raising kids together, it was a lot easier to have a co-parent. Plus, I was in the swing of things. Like, it was natural to wake up every day and have to deal with kids. Now it's not. So I'm trying to, to, to be the, the best dad I can be when they are here. But I'm trying to find that balance because I'm so used to being a bachelor. And also, like I said earlier, I'm antisocial, so I don't go out a lot. So it's just me. Like I see my friends occasionally and I talk to people. But for the most part, like I don't have a very super active outside of here, like I'm not going out to the bars every other weekend. I'm not traveling across the country and stuff like that. So I'm trying to f- make sure I'm, I'm a father and not just a friend. I want to be my kids' friends, but I want to be their father first and foremost. I want them to know that I'm their father and that I love them. So all that being said, uh, it's coming up. This weekend is an off weekend as far as kids go. Not my weekend. Next weekend is. So I'm talking to my daughter last week on the phone. And I hear her say, hey, mom, can you tell dad about the thing? My ex-wife says, yeah, yeah, I'll tell him. So she gets the phone. By the way, me and my ex-wife get along now. We didn't toward the end of our marriage, obviously. And we didn't when we first split for a while. It, it was not it was not pretty. I think we've, we've gotten to a good place now. We get along. We're not like going out to lunch or anything together. But like we can talk. We're civil. You know, we, we know kids are important. And we're trying to do this co-parent thing. And I think, I think we're doing a good job of it. So it's not like she's like, oh, I'll talk to your dad. She's like, yeah, that's fine. So she says, hey, uh, Phoenix, that's my daughter's name. Phoenix wanted me to tell you that on your next weekend, she was wondering if she could stay here because there's a parade in town. Now, they live in Huntsville, Alabama. You've probably heard of Huntsville, Alabama. U.S. Space and Rocket Center, kind of a big deal there. It's one of Alabama's bigger cities. 
a lot of stuff to do. It's it's big deal. I lived there twice, and uh, you know I had some fun stuff. I live in on the outskirts of Gadsden, Alabama, which is about two hours south. It used to be kind of a big deal, like on news, you'll still see Gadsden pop up on one of the main cities of the map, but we're not that big of a deal anymore. How crappy this city has got can be a podcast for another day. So anyway, again, back to my daughter. She, there's a parade in Huntsville. Now, as soon as I hear the word parade, and I, I know it's Pride Month because it's being pushed everywhere, in my head I'm like, I bet it's a pride parade. And then my ex-wife says, it's a pride parade. I'm like, yeah, super smart. I'm the world's greatest detective. I knew that. And she said, uh, are you okay with, with her not coming and staying with you because she really wants to go to that parade? I said, no, that's fine. Like, I don't... I don't mind. If they if there's stuff that they like to do and they, that they want to do and it's kind of a big deal, unless I already have plans scheduled, then no, they can, if they want to skip and go, that's fine. I still talk to them all the time, you know. And she said, well, Hayden, my son Hayden, he, uh, he, he'll still come and, you know, he can stay with you all weekend. It'll just be a guy's weekend. I was like, right on, man. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. So then my daughter gets back on the phone and I'm like, hey, uh, your mom told me about the parade and that's fine, sweetheart, but like, you, you could have told me that. And she goes, yeah, I just, I thought you'd be sad if I didn't come see you. I was like, no, sweetheart, look, it's fine. You have a good time at the parade. And I said, do you, do you, do you know what the parade is? What it's for? She's like, uh-huh. And I'd ask my ex-wife too, by the way. I said, hey, do you know, or did you tell her, you know, explain to her? She goes, yeah, we talked about it. I said, okay. My ex said, look, if, if you don't want me taking her to it, then I won't. I said, no, I'll, that's fine. You take her. And I was like, just use your judgment as to, if something bad starts going down or, or is uncomfortable, then then leave. You know, if, if things get out of hand, hopefully they won't. Again, going back to the whole people, any group of people can be assholes. There can be gay people that ruin it for the other gay people. Every gay person I've actually had any kind of interaction with has been super nice and friendly. And, like, I haven't had any problem with them. And I'm hoping that's what my daughter gets to experience at the parade. And I asked her. She's 10. And I said, you know, sweetheart, why do you want to go? And I knew the answer before she said it. And she's like, oh, Dad, there's so many colors and there's rainbows everywhere and unicorns. Like, for a 10-year-old girl, fucking Pride Parade sounds like a blast. So that's that's all she... It's very innocent for her why she wants to go. She understands what it's actually for. But I hope she just has a good time. I hope she sees that, hey, it's okay to be gay. Like, gay people are okay. It's, it's fine to be friendly to them. It's they're not like animals at the zoo. They're just people that, you know, they love differently. They love what or who they love. And, you know, again, as long as it's not hurting anybody, let them. Who cares? So she's going to the Pride Parade. Fine. So last weekend when they were here, we were at my grandparents' house. My grandparents are in their 80s. Are in their 80s. I don't know if I got all that out. I want sleep meds, by the way. So they're starting to kick in, so we'll probably be winding this down soon. It's already lasted longer than I thought it would. Uh, but uh, we were at my grandparents' house, and we were getting ready to leave. And I think my, my grandmother said something about how, oh, you're so pretty, and one of these days, a boyfriend or something, my daughter's, I'm not going to have a boyfriend. I'm not going to date anybody. I'm just going to date myself. I don't have time for all that, which, is, as a father of a daughter, that's fantastic to hear. I was like, yeah, you damn right. Don't you date anybody. But I just kind of laughed and said, okay, well, we'll test that theory out here in about 
you know, five years or so when you have yourself a boyfriend. To which my daughter immediately replied, could be a girlfriend. And I caught it. And she wasn't doing it to, to like try to get one over on dad, make me go, what? Or laugh or anything. She's just saying it because she, she's like, you never know. You know, right now she doesn't like girls that way. She doesn't like boys that way. I know she's talked about boys that she thought was cute. But she's 10. And she was just, I think, trying to be in her head a grown-up and say something grown-up. And she's like, could be a girl. You don't know. And my grandmother said, what? And I just kind of laughed. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Because I've been the black sheep with that group for a while. So it looks like my daughter gets to take that mantle if she says it again. And she said it again. And it was just that awkward silence. And I just kind of snickered. And I was like, well, we'll see. So, excuse me, I told you, sleep meds are kicking him. So, uh, yeah, my daughter's going to a pride parade and has hinted that she may be a lesbian one day. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. If she is, so what? I'm still going to love her just as much. She's my daughter. She's amazing. I think she's the most amazing little girl in the world. For Father's Day, she, like, uh, she didn't get a card because she's 10. It's not like she's working in the fucking coal mines in West Virginia in the 30s. She doesn't have her own money. So she just, on a small piece of paper, with a red marker, she wrote a little like note out, a little message card. And she wrote one for my dad, too, and gave it to him uh, that morning. And you look at it, and it's, you know, it's, it's kind of scribbly. Some of the letters are backwards. She can spell. She's 10, but she's dyslexic. So, you know, to her, it looks like a normal P. To most people that aren't dyslexic, it looks like a backwards P. You know, there's certain letters that she gets that way. And if you or I, or somebody that's not dyslexic, were to write it out, it would take us all of about 30 seconds. I don't know exactly how long it took her. But for her to do one for me and my father, and it wasn't but a couple sentences long, it took her a little while. And it means the world to me. Because I know for her, that's difficult. Because she sees letters the right way. And numbers. But she knows that she writes them down backwards. Even though when she's looking at them, to her they look straight. She knows she does that sometimes. So she's trying to make extra sure she doesn't. So she's putting a lot of effort into this, and it's hard for her. So as simple as little note as it was, it meant the world to me. I love her. And it doesn't matter if she does turn out to be a lesbian one day. I'm still going to love her. If my son turned out to be gay one day, I'm still going to love him. That's not my thing. I'm not gay. I like ladies. I love you. I love your boobs. I love your butt. I love your vagina. And I know that's not talking about your personality and stuff, but I like a lot of guys' personalities. I'm talking about when it comes to what kind of uh, partner I like to have around, I like me some ladies. But if anybody in my family, kids included, ever turn out to be gay, well, so what? Love your kids, man. Even if, you're, even if you, you don't understand or you don't agree with with what they're doing on, on that end of things. They're still your kid. Like, I don't understand parents that disown their children over that. So, again, going off the rails. Somehow it ties into everything from the beginning. But uh, that's been a fun little talk with my daughter. Of course, then I talked to my son. I was like, hey, kiddo. Hey, Dad. So, uh, do you want to come down here or do you want to go to that parade? He immediately, I'm coming down there with you. Rainbows aren't his thing. I don't know that gay people aren't his thing. It's just rainbows and unicorns aren't exactly a 13-year-old boy's thing. 
So I'm looking forward to uh, the Father-Son Weekend week coming up here in about a week. So that's what's been going on in my neck of the woods. Uh, fun happenings like that, rants and things that pile up on my mind like I've shared with you some already. And we are almost at 40 minutes, which is, again, longer than I anticipated this being. So, uh, oh, I did say something about cuss words earlier. Let me do that. Let me get on that tangent for a minute. What, what, what are bad words? Like, I, I don't understand what they are. Like, I get it. There are some words that people, you shouldn't say that. Well, why not? I don't understand it. Like, when a kid says, I got to go poop, we giggle. And then if he says, I got to go take a shit, we're like, don't you say that. He's saying the same thing. It's just the word that he's using to say it sounds different. But it still means the same exact thing. I don't know. I don't, who determined what words are bad? Why can't we just say them all the time and without fear of repercussion? I do it on this show. Some of you listening are probably some family. Or people are like, I didn't know he talked like that. Because typically I don't when I'm around you. Because a lot of times you don't like that. And that's not me not being myself. I like to cuss when I talk. But I also know my audience. That's a big thing. Know who you're around. Being respectful if somebody is not a fan of cursing and you not cursing, that's just being respectful. That's not you not being yourself. Part of you being you is being respectful. Or at least it is with me. That's my thing. But this is a podcast, and it's my podcast. It's the pod with no name. And on this, I will cuss if I want to, but I just don't understand the, what makes words bad, who decided it, and why. Why do we get so angry when people say them? They're words. The only reason they're so bad, or, or even if you talk about hateful words, it's because we give them power by acting out, oh, that's a horrible word. If you just act like it was no big deal, then the, the, those bad words lose all their power. Now, that being said, have I cussed in front of my kids? Yeah. But I guarantee you, I can still count on two hands the number of times they've ever heard me say a cuss word, which isn't bad for a 13-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter. And most of the time, it's in the car when somebody cuts us off or slams on their brakes. They'll go, oh, shit. They don't hear the bad ones. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, what makes words bad? I'm sorry. It's just a question. See, that's the kind of weird shit that goes through my head when I'm laying around at night. I just wonder these things. Maybe you're wondering that. I don't know. That's what I think about it. I think you should be allowed to cuss without fear. Kids should not be allowed to cuss. Not because they're bad words, but because I feel like cursing is uh, it's an art form, almost. Like, good, like, you shouldn't just cuss to say cuss words. That's stupid. If you're forcing them in, you don't deserve to say them. But if you can weave them in properly, you're like a, a samurai, you know, with that katana sword... And that, that's an art. And plus, if you're a kid, you had not been through enough shit to be able to cuss. I feel like it's a right you earn as an adult. Because if you've been an adult for any length of time, you've been through some shit. But if you don't have to pay any rent, if you've got a roof over your head and somebody wiping your ass as you're a you know, baby and then you, you, no job, all you got to do is go to school. No, you don't get to bitch about it. You don't get to cuss. That being said, I know my kids have done it behind my back. But they know not to do it right in front of me. 
So, but I just, uh, I'm also, hey, here's a question for you, and you can respond on Twitter or uh, on DM me on Instagram. What's your favorite curse word? I think James Lipton that did Inside the Actor's Studio for years, that was one of his, like, questions that he'd always ask whatever celebrity. What's your favorite curse word? Mine, and th- this word is not a popular one here in the Bible Belt. But I, I use it a lot, when I'm, especially when I'm by myself if something goes wrong. And there's friends that I'll say it around. But it's usually an exclamation. And it's, oh, God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. And I've never thought that was a bad word. I still don't. I can, I can justify it as far as the way I feel in, in explaining it like this. And I know that one of the commandments is, Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. But if I were saying, if if I were saying, damn God, now that sounds awful. That sounds like taking the Lord's name in vain. But if you're saying, God damn it, let's think about when you would typically say that, right? Driving down the road, rabbit jumps out in front of your car, you go, oh, you swerve to miss the rabbit. In doing so, get a little off the road, lose control, slam into a tree. God damn it. Essentially, you're asking God to damn that rabbit that just caused you to wreck your car. Now, what do people do every day and many go do on Sundays? They go to a building. What do they do in that building? Well, they, they fellowship and they, they talk about God and they talk to God. And what do they do? They pray to God. What's praying? It's asking God to do something. God, please watch over me and my family. God, please help me get that job promotion. God, please don't let the Red Sox blow this game. All that stuff. Also, that should be a podcast I'll do one day. Does God really care about sports? I typically say no, but I've seen some stuff I'm like, you know, I think God does care about some sports from time to time. But anyway, GD, as I will say it now, for those of you that don't like me saying the, the whole word, uh, it just it seems like you're asking a favor, almost a prayer. Just not doing it in a building, and you're probably not saying amen after you say it. Sorry. Just how I feel, I don't think it's that bad. And for me, it's a good stress relief. I think Mark Twain said something along the lines of cursing provides a relief not even given to prayer. It's true. All right, boys and girls. Those are my ramblings. Um, I think we're going to go ahead and start wrapping this up. there it was that was the pod it was a quickie that's still 40 something minutes but it was quickie as far as preparation that went into it was none it was just me laying in bed going all right let's do one real quick uh so thanks for uh thanks for checking it out uh thank you for hearing me out and feel free to share your opinion again you can disagree with me as long as you're not being a dick about it like don't be rude and hateful if you're gonna if you're gonna i don't know argue with me just come at me constructively come at me with hey i heard what you're saying but here's what i think about that discussion we can talk so hit me up on twitter at rooftop underscore hero i think that's my twitter handle no at rooftop underscore hero is my instagram handle uh, rooftop hero all one word is twitter so at rooftop hero on twitter at rooftop underscore hero on Instagram. If you have a question, be sure to ask it about anything. 
have something you want to talk about. If you don't agree with what I said and you want to give your point, do it. I'll bring it, I'll bring it up on the next show. I got no problem talking with you people. That's what this is all about, is to open up dialogue between you, me, and the rest of the world. Gotta take baby steps to do it. I appreciate you taking them with me tonight at 1.45 in the a.m. And you are watching Perspectives. I'm your host, Lionel Osborne. And if you get that old school Tim Meadows reference, we are probably best friends. Thanks for listening. I apologize for being on sleep meds because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna proof this episode before I publish it. I'm just gonna publish it. And then uh hope a shitstorm doesn't ensue. Alright, good night everybody.